Let's talk about recent action and catch up with Lizanne Saunders joining us, the chief investment strategist at Schwab's Center for Financial Research. Lizanne, what's uh, been going on the past month? What do you think is the most interesting developed since the last time uh, you were here? Well, you've had some significant rallies, even in areas that had been really beaten down, some of the high-spec, low-quality segments of the market. I I think those are more sort of oversold trades, more than some shift back toward lower quality. I think, you know, the Fed, Fed policy, the, the launch point, how fast they have to move, what they do with their balance sheet, I think continues to be the most important macro driver. But as we've seen more recently, any kind of headline on the Russia-Ukraine front can also cause a, a shift either pre-market or intraday. And until we have that resolved, whatever that looks like, I think that could be a short-term uh, driver of markets as well. How has your read been on that, Lizanne? What do you think the importance or, or lack thereof uh, the Russia-Ukraine uh, story that's developing, how does that factor into your analysis right now? Well, if you look back at the history of geopolitical conflicts, even if they turn into uh, military action, unless they're really protracted and turn into economic events, the impact on the market tends to be fairly short-lived. The the rub this time is we're in this elevated oil price environment, uh, along with obviously the inflation problem and energy crises that have been cropping up around the world. So I think the timing is not great as we're about to embark on this tightening cycle with very elevated oil prices and a, uh, a situation in the United States where a few years ago when we were in the midst of the shale boom, there was the positive offset from a job creation, from an economic growth driver of higher oil prices, and we just have left less of that offset right now. So it really is sort of hitting the bottom line for a lot of uh, consumers. So I, I think anytime you go into a tightening cycle, you have to at least dust off the recession uh, checklist or playbook. And uh, I think a military conflict that caused an even higher a trajectory and level for oil prices would be, I think, additive to that potential recession story. Mm. Uh, Lizanne, uh, how has that changed in the past month, the odds of recession? Uh, I was talking about the economic surprise index this week. It's basically at flat, but the inflation uh, surprise is not, and uh, they can't quite figure it out, uh, as you know, with the big PPI beat yesterday. Well, it's a bit of a mixed bag. The, the index of leading economic indicators, the LEI, uh, isn't sending any signal of uh, of a recession. And there's also recession probability models that come from some of the regional uh, feds, and they have not uh, upticked. But obviously, we've seen a flattening in the yield curve. But inversion is when you get to a point as that being some semblance of a predictor, but with variability in terms of lead times. The one indicator, though, that is sort of already flashing recession, which may have more to do with the virus, and uh, maybe we, not that we want to dismiss anything, but I think there's some vagaries to a lot of this data by virtue of the virus is a very widespread between present situation within consumer confidence or consumer sentiment and ex- the expectations component. And that's firmly down in a territory that we've only seen historically in recession. I will tell you there is one perfect indicator, at least based on history, mm. in terms of a signal of recession. And it's when the unemployment rate ticked up on a three month average basis Mm. by 0.35. Anytime we hit that three-month average jumps by that much percentage points, um, that's been a recession signal. And uh, we're not there yet. We we had one-tenth uptick last month, and that's not even close to what I'm talking about on a three-month average. But 
to the extent we started to see labor market deterioration and it showed up in the unemployment rate, that would be something I think important to keep an eye on. Really like that point. Uh, so one to add uh, to our uh, monitor for recession risk, uh, uh, unemployment, three month average moving in the wrong direction. Uh, yield curve, some have pointed out, but uh, we've still got a nice little buffer zone from here until deep inversion. And what's interesting, Lizanne, about all this is that right now the reopened trades are doing great. Uh, so it's not like this market is in a state of panic or anything like that. Uh, and one could argue some of these maybe are getting pretty expensive. I mean, we're talking a lot of these stocks up 30, 50 percent compared to pre-COVID now. Uh, what do you think about this latest run in that particular group? So I think it reflects this hope anyway that we're moving from pandemic to endemic stage. It's been a while since we woke up to a headline about some new variant. Let's hope that that is firmly in the rearview mirror. So I think that gave a bid. Plus, you know, some of those segments of the market, particularly the high multiple ones, have really been taking it on the chin during the worst part of the recent pullback. I, I would say, though, that I think we're we're in an environment right now where you can't really look at any group of stocks, whether it's reopening or the big five or the super seven or fang stocks, all of which are sort of generally the same areas through a monolithic lens. I think we're starting to see differentiation on the part of investors, uh, whether it's because of multiple dispersion, um, fundamental differences, uh, earnings has come into play there, um, the sort of balance sheet fundamentals, free cash flow yield kind of factors. And that is part of the reason why recently we've seen better performance by equal weight relative to cap weighted. We've seen active managers um, at least operating or playing on a more level playing field relative to passive. It's not going to be perfectly smooth. There'll be fits and starts, but I think there's more discernment right now. And there's a mm. bit of a quality sort of bias toward what has consistently been working. And, and I think that that'll probably persist for, for a while. Great stuff. Uh, always uh, a pleasure talking with you. Thanks, Lizanne. I appreciate the insight. Thank you, Oliver. Thanks. Lizanne Saunders, the Chief Investment Strategist at the Charles Schwab Center for Financial Research.